You don't get people on your side just by telling them, don't you want to be on the right side of history? Does the right side of history come with the full fridge? Does the right side of history come with the network of people whom I can be vulnerable and communicate with and grow with? I guess the way that I guess the way that like I look at it. So like I'm a you know I'm a black man. I have a lot of known black friends, and a lot of them have been coming to me and expressing different you know opinions and trying to understand this and that blah 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 blah. And some of them have even you know there's a sense of hesitation in them even wanting to bring it up because they kind of feel bad of either being ignorant of this stuff or that they have to come and ask like okay what direction should we go in? Um, you know now personally I just enjoy. I'm a person who is just very curious into themselves. Uh, uh, I'm just a very curious person about the world, about others. So, you know, I'm somebody who's always liking to ask questions and uncover shit. So I just naturally appreciate when anybody comes to me for anything. Yeah. Um, but there's also this sentiment amongst it, plenty of other people, black activists. They're like, no, it's not up to black people to teach you. You need to go and read this yeah. book. But no, don't read that book. You need to go and read this other book. Oh no, don't watch that movie. Go watch this other thing. And I'm just like, y'all. People have to, we, we, we can talk all day about like, oh, um, this resource is available and that resource is available. But guess what? People don't just operate off of what is most readily accessible or most. Um, uh, They're not going to go read the like six books about political theory you're telling them to go read. That's not going to happen. No, they're going to go to the six people that they know that they feel vulnerable with, whom they know that they can talk about this stuff with to lead them in the direction. Because this is basically, and basically what this principle is, is just about word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Which this, this is the way in which most people get on board with anything is through word of mouth. And so I don't think that this issue will be any different. Yeah. Now, I get the argument of people, you know, whether it's, you know, feminists or, or LGBT people or trans people of being like, look, we're so frustrated already and we're already so exhausted from day to day bullshit. We don't also have time to talk, you know, about yeah. these things and answer all these different questions. And so this is why you have people publish books like White Fragility or uh, you know, any of the other things that are coming out. Yeah, this is a debate that I've had a little bit with one of my um, childhood friends mm-hmm. who is from Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And she's a black woman, but we, you know, we've just always been really tight. We went to the hippie church together. Yeah. I don't know, we just hung out a lot. But like, there, there's this uh, term, like emotional labor, which yeah. is... It's 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 like the word problematic, not in the terms of the definition, but in terms <laughs> of the use of the word in the context of people who are interested. I don't know. I'll say loosely in like social justice or left politics. Yeah. Like in that, there's there's two different ways that it's used. Like like problematic formerly was like referring to a difficult problem. Like the human genome or decoding the human genome is problematic, and now it's like uh like calling a trans person by like a dead name pronoun is problematic mm-hmm. like that it's i guess it refers now to like a societal problem or to a behavior which you do not like that someone else presents in the same way i would say that the the, the terminology emotional labor this is the debate that i had with my friend mm-hmm. like it, it was originally conceived to refer to the the prospect of working in a service job Okay. Or a retail job or something or whatever, and then a customer comes up to you and is a piece of shit, and you just have to soak it up and smile and like be chirpy. Mm. Just just deal with it. 
To, yeah. You know, that, that, that can take a little bit of an emotional toll on you if you're working a really bad job and someone's just horrible to you in a mm-hmm. fashion that's, like, you know, not to scale and not appropriate for someone who works at a coffee shop. Someone will, like, like, I don't know, I brought this up when we were talking before. Like, someone would scream at me at Starbucks about a cup of coffee, and I would be like, nice, it's a cup of coffee, thanks. I'd feel bad because you yelled at me for 15 minutes. Like, the term emotional labor has also been applied to requesting, you know, explanations of social theory, you know, by people who are not as educated on the left, requesting them from, you know, typically from uh, black or people of color explaining them. And it's like, like those, again, those are, you know, there, there's there's a certain um, emotional toll that that can take if you have to, like, go on a really long discussion about that. Mm-hmm. Or I would say, especially if you're engaging with someone in bad faith, but, yes. you know, you, you're going to hear people use these words and you're going to hear them mean both things. And sometimes mm-hmm. they won't know that the other one is not using the same definition of yes. the word. And that could easily and regularly does blow up into a big dumb um, left book fight. Like the racism, like the racism thing we uh, earlier. Exactly, like the two definitions of racism. Like the the rational thing for people who are like interested in serious debate is to you know define their terms and clarify their positions. And if they don't agree, they can you know hash out where they do and don't and move on. And if if they if they're not going to do that, they're just going to sit there and yell at one another. So, yeah. So like I was saying that you know like me having worked as an employee at Starbucks. Like, you know, I brought up my definition of emotional labor, and my friend Ashanti, having explained things to irritating white people on the internet, brought up the other definition. I don't know, and I guess we, you know, we clarified our definitions, and we said that we, you know, didn't necessarily accept that, but then we just moved on. Like, that was, like, pretty much the end of it. So, so yeah, like, stuff like emotional labor and problematic, I'm not against the redefining of things, a redefinition of stuff, or, like, you know, using the same term and appropriating it for something else. Yeah, being sensitive um, to the change of its use over time. Yeah, absolutely. All this stuff is fluid, yeah. but I feel like sometimes the words that we use to describe these things, that it's easier or better to just use a completely different set of phrasing for that. So it's not to say that, like, oh, if, if, if somebody is repeatedly dead naming a trans person or using the wrong pronouns over and even after being told what they really want to hear, you know, obviously, the, you know, another one that didn't really catch on as much was um, microaggressions. Oh, yeah. Which, which even though a lot of people laughed at that and, and mocked it, to me, that was actually like, to me, that's more of my lane. That's more of like what I agree with, of what I acknowledge that like, I wouldn't call that behavior against a trans person problematic. I would say that you're committing microaggressions because you realize what you're doing. You're being, you're pushing them, but it's not the same level of, of, you know, bigotry as like calling them a tranny or calling them, you know, a man in a woman's dress or something like that. A man in a dress. You know, stuff like that. But it's still, but you're still trying to, it's basically like the, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. You know, stuff that kids do to each other. Wait, so wait, so wait a minute. So explain again the the different definitions of emotional labor. Because to me, I'm just thinking, to me, I'm just thinking of like anything that exhausts you emotionally, you know, whether it's on the job or a relationship or or just waiting too long at a traffic light. Yeah, it's. It's not so much that the definitions are necessarily contrary. It's just that the the one of them came first, and that there is the the specific context in which it existed, which you know makes it relevant to differentiate the two words. Like one of them specifically referring to the workplace, mm-hmm. and then the other phenomenon being like most of the places I've seen people being like "fuck you, pay me." I'm not going to explain that to you as well. <laughs> not like engaging with them in good faith. Like if they're like yes. 
Well, you know, I'm a sea lion. Like, if they're sea lioning or some shit like that, like, this yeah. doesn't apply. Like, if you know, if, if when they're really skirting around the edges of an argument and not even willing to, you know, firmly say, all right, well, simply, I don't accept your premise. Like, right. And you, yes. And actually, as a matter of fact, um, um, not to rehash this too much, but to me, this is a this is to me this is actually the prime example of woke essentialism. You have a lot of people who they are able to wear the mantle of or wear the they're able they're able to grasp and talk about issues of like, you know, issues affecting them as black people or as women or as, you know, trans or whatever. And then they but then they center their then they center their own experiences and their own trauma and victimization within that sphere as if the other respective parties along them, because, like I said, I can talk to other black people and disagree about like and talk and 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 you know agree about you know like police brutality and you know anti-black racism and shit but then some other black folks might say something homophobic and then all pipe up and then it, all of a sudden it went from i'm a brother and i'm down to oh you ain't really white or you have dual loyalties you know yeah. saying shit like that and then the same situation happens here where you have a super woke person whom yeah they may be genuinely dealing with shit as a marginalized group but then they're taking that, and when somebody comes up and, and who isn't as familiar because their life hasn't been conditioned, you know, by these same set of experiences and stuff, instead of even approaching people who are acting in good faith, they respond with "fuck you, pay me," and you know, it's not my obligation to teach you, blah 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 blah. But you know what the problem with that is? What? Well, well, first of all, is that oftentimes what it shows to me is a lack of ability for that person to genuinely engage with shit. Because they'll be running their mouths off because you'll see these threats and people will be talking about, you can't say this because of that, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody will actually start asking real questions like, okay, describe this thing to me. Tell me what the difference between blah, 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 blah. Like really concrete shit, right? And they're actually talking about the details of the question. Details of the question. And then they'll completely ignore them or that's when they bail out and say, oh, fuck you, pay me or I don't, you know, you know blah, yeah. blah, blah. Of course, nobody's going to do. Are um, you saying that people – on left book, sometimes pretend to know more than they know. <laughs> well, maybe that would come as a surprise to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, is left? What is left book? Is that a thing, or is that just? Oh, pretend? um, well, it's I don't know. It's like sort of a general term for all of like the like left uh, discussion and commentary and shit that exists on Facebook. There's like there were a bunch, whole bunch of groups, and then the spiciest ones were gradually deleted and banned. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like, I was okay. I wasn't aware of the term left book. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's, it's a, a particular to only people from left book use the word left book. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, um, there's like there's like right book. There's um, religious book. There's flat earth book. There's like there's uh, like okay. even like within left book, there's also like left Jew book as well. There's there's all of these like politically domains. Right, right. Okay, it's just the different domains, like as you said, in the in Facebook sphere. Yeah, like uh, the, the colloquialism for referring to all those groups. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, oh, the point I was trying to make is that yeah. so while these people may not have a grasp of the actual theory in and of itself, they may not actually be academics. They just you know got a head wrap and learn a few hot terms on Twitter and and you know whatever, and they're really fiery online. Um, but they don't actually know that they can't actually describe the nuts and bolts because they don't understand the nuts and bolts themselves. Yeah. But what they do understand, well, what they do understand is how identity can be weaponized. 
and can be used as leverage to give themselves power, um, playing off of white guilt and playing off the genuine good faith acting of certain um, other non-black, of, non, of just whatever group of people you're trying to convince to be on your side and be allies, um, because there are quite a few people who are in good faith trying to become good allies. But there's also abuse of that shit happening by these left-wing figures, you know, and I do, and I do feel like that we are coming to it. I think I do think that there is a genuine issue of people who are claiming to want to gain allyship with others, not actually meeting them halfway and just giving empty rhetoric and platitudes, which is the same criticism that they have of liberal identity politics for just valuing tokenism and not real representation. Yeah, instead of you know having read enough of the books to be able to give someone a concrete deconstruction of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They haven't read the theory. They haven't read any papers. They haven't gone to any seminars. They haven't even tried. They just got a few of the uh, – they, they just got – they picked up on the theater. They picked up on how they got to dress. They picked up on how they have to talk. They picked up on how they have to tweet and what trigger words they have to use. But as soon as you ask them for any details, it's – what it always turns into is that, oh, you're personally attacking me. Why are you questioning me? It's like, no, I'm questioning your ideas, these values that you claim to have in a spouse. But yeah. if you don't really understand them, you shouldn't be fucking saying them out loud. Yeah. Oh, you're just saying that because I'm a black woman. You're just saying that because I'm trans. I'm saying that because you're a fucking idiot and a bad faith actor and a charlatan. <laughs> you know? Um, but the you're real- Joanne Reed. Yeah, you're jo- you're Joanne Reed or, or, or fucking Don Lemon or any of these fucking goofballs, you know? Yeah. Um, but the real problem with this shit is... Or um, Jason Johnson. Or Jason, yeah, oh God. Okay. He's yeah. super fucking toxic. Um, but the real problem that this creates, a real yes. fundamental one, is kind of the one that helped Trump get elected. Because motherfuckers were so focused on the moral grandizing and not really giving concrete solutions on how to move things forward that a left-winger, a left-booker will say, I don't have to expend my emotional labor for free or fuck you, pay me to the screen or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But who's giving that shit away for free? Who is welcoming people into their church for free to radicalize, you know what I'm saying? For Well, we're, we're not for free in the long run, but they're at least inviting them yeah. in at the front end to be like, hey, come in. We'll talk to you. We'll, we'll, well that, that would be the problematic Jesus freaks. It's, it, it's the Jesus freaks. It's the alt-right. It's the, uh, you know, fundam- yeah, exactly. The fundamental, the religious fundamentalists, the corporate elitists, and the uh, uh, right-wing reactionaries, the alt-right. All of which conveniently are a Venn diagram. Exactly, because they learned earlier on than left-wingers that, oh, the only way we're going to face – the only way we're going to have power in this society because we're each minorities is we have to consolidate ourselves. The same way in which whiteness was the consolidating power for white Europeans in America. This is just happening in the cultural war sphere. And so they're what's happening – They're fighting over cultural whiteness. They're fighting – They're, fighting they're over, taking all the people who get yelled at on the left book, and they're like, like, why did they get yelled at? Because you're white. It's like, that's not really that. Mm-hmm. Or because you're a man, or because you're Christian, or because, you know, whatever. However um, you feel persecuted, we will find a way. Exactly. To and, make um, you the victim. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, and, and the thing is, that one of the reasons they've been so effective is because, once again, left-wings, left-wingers and liberals, yeah. they talk about how things are fucked up, but a lot of them don't actually know how to fix things, and they don't know how to actually be inviting to others. They don't know how to convey to others that... Because here's, here's what I would hear if I was a regular white person who didn't know shit from shit, right? And I run into – and I happen to run into a right-wing reactionary and a left-wing um, wokey, right? Yeah, a wokey. That's a wokey. <laughs> I've heard that one thrown around a little bit too. 
Um, here's, here's what I think my breakdown or my understanding would be. The right wing would say, hey, or excuse me, the left wing would say, this system is fucked up. You benefit. And, I'm, and if I'm a white person, right, um, the left wing would sound like, hey, this system is fucked up and you benefit directly from this system. Um, you're privileged. And I would be like, well, I'm just actually a lower class white person. I'm kind of struggling in many respects. And, and, you know, but I get that there are other people who are struggling in different ways. No, fuck you. You're white. You're not, you know, you're privileged, blah, 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 blah. That's a lot of what the left sounds like. Right. And then. But then that, but then it would also be like, hey, you benefit from this system, but it's fucked up. You have to change it. Well, why would I want to change a system that I supposedly could benefit from and all you other people who uh, are, are rallying against the system um, are treating me this way and not giving me a chance to really, you know, say my piece or talk about my struggles because I'm, you know, yeah. white. And then on the other side, you have the right wingers who are saying, hey, they're telling you this system, this system is kind of fucked up. But here's a way in which you could benefit from it. And we're not going to tell you to take down your memes or to, that you're racist. We're not going to just be jumping down your throat and telling you just because you're white that your, your life is fine. Yeah. If, I'm a, if I'm just a regular person who doesn't really have much understanding of this shit and I already don't have the best education and best upbringing, I can tell you nine times out of ten, I'm probably going to be listening to the right-winger shit more often. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause, cause the there, thing there's is definitely that the, a failure to understand that, like, just, just tactics of propaganda mm. like, like you, you could you could say whatever you want about the validity of those critiques obviously i agree i would agree more morally ethically with the left wingers but be like you're effect, but be like y'all are not effective at being able to get people on our side and show them why they should even buy into our values and our way of life or looking at at looking at the world um because of how hostile and disingenuous you seem to be at whereas the right wingers I don't agree with them damn near on anything morally, ethically, but they are effective at, at, at helping their target audience see a way forward in life and a, a way to live a content life in this world with things as they are. Because ultimately, that is what people are trying to do on either side. They are trying to find a place to belong, a place that is inviting to them, a place, a group of people that is reflective of the values and the things that they care about. Yep, that's one of the things that the CIA coup manual says about uh, <laughs> recruiting people for your. They're right. They're if right. someone is someone's a dick to one of your people, they probably ain't coming back. That's why it's also so funny why they started getting back into torture, because at some point you have to realize that torture is really just a tool of of re it's really just recreation for sadistic people, because you don't get because anybody if you if you're torturing them and you got fucking. Um, uh, clamps on their lips and shit, they'll tell you anything that you want to hear to take that shit off. So you're yeah. not going to get consistent, reliable information through that. Because I'm sure like the FBI and the CIA and everything, like they don't just always go in and barge down fucking doors. They seduce people. They tell you, hey, we know you've been treated like this. We know maybe, you know, your life wasn't going well. We'll give you blah, 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 blah. You know, you ever had a beer before? You ever had a good fucking cooked steak? So long, you know, steak or whatever the fuck. You have to seduce people and show them why they can benefit from being on your side. You don't get people on your side just by telling them, oh, don't you want to be on the right side of history? Yeah. Does, does the right side of history come with – does the right side of history come with the full fridge? Does the right side of history come with the network of people whom I can be vulnerable and communicate with and grow with? Does being on the right side of history guarantee me 
some uh, way of making a living in this fucked up society. 